0: Welcome to Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff. Where we interview
1: newsmakers, storytellers, and all-around interesting people. Sit back, relax, uh, unless you're driving, and enjoy the show. Here's Jackson.
0: Hello, hello, hello. I am Jackson Huff. This is Not in a Huff. Thanks for joining me. As always, really appreciate it. This week, my guest is Madison Campbell. Now, Madison kind of comes to us from the world of influencing. We've talked to quite a few influencers before in all kinds of worlds. I tell her about that, but, you know, in in uh, mermaiding and fitness and, oh, goodness, travel, all these different influencer worlds, I'm always just kind of interested to see how people get involved in, in that. Just such an interesting profession, something that didn't exist probably, I don't know, 10, 15 20 years ago wasn't something that a lot of people did um, you know maybe in a, a different different regard different way uh, but the way that people are influencing on Instagram or on YouTube now I am just fascinated by it and Madison her her niche is in teaching her influencing in the past has been teacher Graham and and the teacher tube I think that's what it's called um, but you know there's there's teachers that show people their lives in the classroom whether it's other teachers and getting you know advice and and things like that or whether it's just people who are interested in the profession but kind of the advice the tips the trade the uh you know the maybe the the tools some of they they create whether it's worksheets and all this kind of stuff that you can kind of dig deep into it uh but just like you know, any any other community out there, there's, a, you know, kind of a support group when it comes to influencers in the teaching world. So I really appreciated Madison's time. We talk a lot about what got her involved in teaching, what got her involved in influencing once she became a, a teacher, uh, just the state of teaching in general and and uh, how teaching is, is hard. It's harder than it's ever been at, at the moment. And uh, we're going to talk about why... Right now, she's decided to take a break from from teaching, and and where her influence, uh, influencing, is going to uh, to kind of transition to uh, after after um, you know she leaves the classroom, which I believe is has happened now. It's it's summer, so I know she was finishing up her last uh, her last year when we we did this interview. So I really appreciate her time. I think you're going to really enjoy hearing just more about the influencing world, about this this kind of. Sub subcategory and influencing when it comes to to teaching, uh, you're gonna enjoy I think hearing just about the state of of education currently. You know this is her experience. Uh, she shares it with a lot of, of others, but it's not everyone's experience. So I don't want you to kind of think that this is truly you know the the state of the union, true the state of education. Uh, but it, it's it's uh, her experience. And uh, I think there's a lot of powerful things to be said about what her her experience has been here lately. Uh, but I think you're going to enjoy this one. Without further ado, here is Madison Campbell. All right. I'm here today with Madison Campbell. Madison, how are you?
1: Hi, I'm doing great. I'm really excited to be here today.
0: Well, I'm excited to have you. Thanks for agreeing to join me. I appreciate it for sure. Yeah,
1: yes. it's going to be a good time.
0: For sure, for sure. So tell us, I mean, obviously we're going to talk about kind of your the role of, of teaching and how that kind of goes into influencing, how you've kind of combined those. And a lot of people have, that's kind of why I, I reached out to you, because I like to just kind of hear about some of the different kind of influencing areas. I've talked to people in cosplay, influencing and fitness and all these different things. Uh, mermaid, just d- princess, all these things, the list goes on and on. But tell us just a little bit about yourself uh, before we kind of get into that, uh, I guess, the influencing world.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about it because I know a lot of people have had a lot of questions for me about it. Um, So hopefully I can answer some of those questions today, how um, the whole influencing world works. But, yeah, my name is Madison Campbell. I've been teaching for a little over two years now, an elementary teacher. I've taught second grade every year. And at the beginning of my teaching career, I started an Instagram page just kind of documenting student teaching. And there definitely was a small niche at that time around three years ago where I think people called it like a teacher gram that just other teachers around the world would just post all teaching related stuff. And I just wanted to join that little world. But over the years, I would say the quote unquote teacher gram has really blown up and become really huge to where now I see hundreds and hundreds of different teacher accounts on Instagram. And they even call it like teacher tube now, like YouTubers Mm. that just document their life as a teacher. And so that's what got me my start in social media. I just started posting here and there. And I really, you know, people ask me all the time, it's like, How did it happen for you? It just happened pretty fast, I think, because I just was consistent with posting every single day. And I showed my journey from graduating college to student teaching, to job hunting, to finding my first job as a teacher. So I think that's what drew a lot of people in as well. Um, And then over the years, I started a YouTube channel. And it started solely a teaching platform, but I've grown really passionate about it. And I actually just fell in love with filming and editing and everything about YouTube and social media that now it's become almost a full-time job for me. And I just document my life. My channel has become more of a lifestyle channel. Of course, still, you know, teaching is a huge part of my life. But now, so I've kind of been trying to, uh, you know, broaden my channel to other things that I love besides just teaching.
0: You covered a lot there. We're going to break down quite a bit of what, what you just mentioned. Uh, but before we, we kind of get to that, I want to know what, what got you interested in in teaching in the first place? Were you one of those kids that always wanted to be a teacher? Uh, was it something that, you know, when you were in your advisor's office in college and it's like, oh, well, I guess I have the credits for it. Let's just head in that track because that's, that's what I do. I'm an advisor, so I know all about people just changing their mind and going a totally different route in my office. So I always like to hear where people are at.
1: Yes. So I was one of those kids, you know, that you've had in your office. I did not want to be a teacher as a kid, which Mm. is super common. I feel like a lot of teachers, educators you meet, it has been their dream or they'd had a mom or a dad that was a teacher. And that's kind of what inspired them. But that wasn't my case at all. In fact, I don't have many teachers at all in my family. I have just one in my entire family that's a teacher. Um, And it never really was a dream for me. I had thought about it, you know, I'd considered it, um, but it wasn't until my third year or going into my third year of college That it kind of hit me that that was something that I would actually enjoy doing. I think like a lot of young people, I went into college and had no idea what I wanted to do. And I was just kind of following the crowd. I, since I had no idea, I just wanted to go broad. I went into business um, and hated it. (laughs) I had my first two years of business classes and could not stand it. I didn't understand how my friends that were in my business classes were so excited about this career in business and I was over here miserable and I sort of just had a sit down talk with myself I still can remember it so vividly one night I sat down I said okay Madison what is something you could see yourself doing that you would actually enjoy like just forget about money for a second and what would you actually enjoy doing and I just pictured myself in a classroom I pictured myself with other kids and doing something that was more active you know you're up you're moving around you're talking you're doing something different every day and for me that was teaching that came to my mind. And the next day I went to my counselor and changed my major.
0: I like it. I like it. And I, two things that you said, I always, I just think it's funny. I like to point out one, you said that you wanted to be in the classroom with other kids. So it's, I guess you're, you're calling yourself a kid.
1: <laughs> I just meant with kids in general, yeah. <laughs> but I am a kid at heart. So maybe I did mean that.
0: I like it, and then the other just funny thing is you're you're talking to yourself. I like that you call yourself your own name. You're you're not like okay, water lily. This is what I need to to think about. So I, I like that too. But to tell us, I guess you 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 mentioned that you have you know quite a few followers that always have questions for you about kind of the the teaching world. I know you kind of talked about influencer world too, but we can talk about that in a minute. Let's just talk about the teaching aspect. I haven't really looked at what all these questions are, so maybe you can touch on some of these now. Uh, but I want to kind of know some things that might surprise people about the, you know, the the world of of actually teaching, not influencing, but teaching, because I think it's it's a lot more difficult than a lot of people know.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. I think nobody really understands the challenges that teachers face until you're in the classroom and experiencing mm-hmm. it for yourself. And, um, you know, that's a huge reason why we'll get to it um, of why I'm choosing to take a break from the profession. And it has been an amazing two years, but it has been really hard, um, honestly, just mentally, emotionally, and it's a very taxing job, and if there's other teachers that are listening, I know that you get it, um, but yeah, there's a lot of people that don't get it, especially if they've never taught, if they've never had family members or, you know, you know known someone that's a teacher, but um, it's not all Rainbows and butterflies in the classroom, and I think when I went into teaching, I thought it would just be like this happy-go-lucky job. You're just hanging out with kids all day, and kids are just these sweet, you know, little creatures that just make you so happy. And there are some, but then you know, you get to the realities of the job, and it has been a lot harder than I ever ever expected. Um, To be honest.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's so much, so much to that that we could, I mean, we could unpack for. An hour if we if we really wanted to but we're not I, the things I would just mention with that very briefly is you know I think that teaching now is harder than it's than it's ever been and everyone always says oh you know the current's always the hardest but I really do think so just because even as a second grader that's what you teach correct yes yeah so even the second graders I think second graders just even at home just has so much more on their plate than they've ever had so bringing that to the classroom is just, it's just so, so much different. I, I can't even imagine, you know, being a teacher right now um, also, and you can say this is maybe incorrect or, or not, but from what I've gathered from, you know, our, you know, the, the college I work for and the teachers that were were training, there's less and less people that are going into teaching that are, you know, those legacy teachers, their mom taught and their dad taught and all this kind of stuff. Um, just because a lot of these parents are telling them mm, i'm not sure if you should get into teaching right now so there's a lot of people that you know aren't, aren't going that way just because their parents told them not to right now i don't know whether you're necessarily seeing that but you know you said that you, you see a lot of people who who kind of have that legacy i just wonder how long that's going to last
1: yeah i mean i've honestly never thought thought about it that way but I can definitely see your point there um I definitely I most teachers I would say would tell other people don't get into the profession um it's always been a tough profession it's never been easy but you're 100% correct that it's definitely been harder in the past few years than ever and I think personally it's only going to continue to be harder um just with how the world is nowadays and um you know, kids growing up differently than we did. And school, it's so, so different than from when we were in school. And I really wish more people could see that and experiencing it. Because when you're in the classroom, you really see um, how much has changed than when we were kids. And I will say, I, you know, got into the profession at a really hard time. It was 2020, the beginning of 2020. Mm. And I had my first classroom the same um season that we had to go into lockdown. So essentially, the only two years that I've taught have been during a pandemic. And mm-hmm. obviously, that, you know, makes things a lot harder and teaching itself is already a really hard job. So I still give you know, the field, the benefit of the doubt for that reason. And I know that it's um, never been harder than it has been these two years. Um, and that's why I always say I, I may go back and give it another shot. But yeah, you're, you're right. It's harder than ever right now. And I think a lot of teachers are highly encouraging others not to go into the profession.
0: Which is unfortunate for sure. J- just in, a, I guess, kind of a throwback to a, another interview I did almost a year ago. It's just baffles me. I interviewed somebody who was actually brought in from the Philippines to teach because they're having so much trouble filling teacher jobs in these like small towns, just because of less people wanting to go into teaching. And then you know the the pay is not where it should be, so they're actually outsourcing teaching, which is crazy to me. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a tough world for sure. But let's talk about kind of the happy sides of of what uh, what you got going on and and what made you. You know, you talked about you just kind of jumped into the influencing world, but what made you as a college student going into um, your student teaching, what made you decide, hey, I want to share this journey on uh, on social media?
1: Yeah, I've, I've always loved social media and admired it and wanted to post. And I always felt like, well, I just don't have anything to say. I don't have anything to post about. No one would be interested, right? And I think once I originally was a part of that, Niche of Teacher Graham. I loved to follow other teachers and that you know, following other teachers inspired me and got me excited about teaching. And so I wanted to be that for someone else, too. I wanted to be that for a young um, teacher, student becoming a teacher. And so I just decided one day I was just going to start an Instagram and just start posting. And I mean, at that point in my life, I had never been more passionate or more excited about teaching than when I was student teaching. That was definitely one of the like highlights of my entire career and best experiences I've ever had in a classroom. And so it was all positive whenever I was posting um, during student teaching. And I think that's what drew a lot of people in too, because I was just so in love with the profession and I just was so in love with being in the classroom. And I think that just really shone through my posts and that drew a lot of people in to follow me. And yeah, it just kind of grew from there. And then, like I said, I went on to job hunt. People love watching a good job hunt. And then, you know, you get the exciting news and I got to, you know, announce that to all my followers and then they followed me you know on from there to starting you know as a first-year teacher there's a lot of struggles and that's when you know it's not all positives anymore and i was very open and honest and vulnerable and um people thanked me for that and i still am to this day i'll be honest about it i'll be open i'm not gonna sugarcoat anything and um, i think you know that's what people want to hear and i want to give other you know possibly new teachers, that real side of teaching too.
0: That's really cool. And I think kind of that being open and honest is probably what's made you so successful because there's, I mean, Instagram is obviously a lot of times a highlight reel of, you know, this is the greatest things that are happening in your life. But I think when people actually open up and say, you know, some of this, today was not the greatest day. Uh, it's uh, people really kind of gravitate towards that and and definitely like to, like to see that. So what I want to yeah. ask too when it comes to teaching is how does that work uh, when it comes to, you know, the, the kids privacy, I assume you just don't show faces or don't really talk directly about students. Have you had any pushback about that ever from your school system or the, the parents or or how does that exactly work or do they all follow you?
1: (laughs) I get asked this a lot too, and I know it, why people would be curious about that. And honestly, I've been really lucky. Um, I've had really supportive admin at um, the school that I've taught at the past two school years. And um, really, the only thing they've ever said is what you just mentioned. They said, you know, just, you know, as long as you're not showing student faces, you're not saying student names, you know, you're keeping that, the res- you're respecting their privacy, then it's fine. And um, I have, you know, I've been very careful about that, not showing names, not showing bases and you know every now and then I'll get clips of like my students working but it's always like waist down of them like sitting down working it's never their face um and yeah you just have to be careful about that I think as a teacher because not only are you respecting the parents but you respect those students privacy too if they don't ask to be recorded
0: well as second graders I don't know exactly where they're they're at but do they know about this do they know that they're Maybe not them, but do they know their classroom is kind of uh, amplified to to a lot of other people?
1: You would be surprised. A lot of them do. I remember by the end of the school year last year, my entire class knew I had a YouTube channel. And Mm -hmm. I would say about half of my class this year, maybe more knows about it and they love to bring it up. Um, And, you know, it can be a little awkward, especially if, you know, they say, oh, I've had students say, my mom watches your YouTube channel. Um, And, you know, I just kind of smile and nod and I don't I don't really talk about it. I don't bring it up. I don't say anything further. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it is what it is. They they're so young. They still can't really comprehend it. They just think it's cool that their teachers on YouTube and they see Mm -hmm. my face on YouTube. Um, But, yeah, I can definitely get awkward because the whole school, everybody knows I have a YouTube channel, you know, and I'm sure everybody talks about it. But for the most part, everyone's been super supportive. It's not like I'm getting, you know, backlash or anything like that.
0: Well, that's a good thing. I feel like anytime yeah. anyone puts them puts themselves out there, it, it means sometimes you've got some some backlash. I want to talk about the, the teacher community, uh, the teaching influencer community. Tell me a little bit about I guess that growing community, you said that it's kind of growing. And then also just based on what you're saying, maybe, is this an area that you do have a lot of trolls and backlash you know i've talked to people and other influencing that that's a huge thing they've got to deal with all the time just a bunch of people just wanting to be upset just to be upset i don't know whether that you deal with that very much but the good the good side of the community and the bad side too
1: yeah. So just talking about the community first, I would say one thing I love about the whole teacher community on social media, on Instagram and on YouTube. like I said, it is getting larger and larger. But what I also love about it is that a few years ago when I started, I would say the teaching profession was very glamorized, especially Mm -hmm. on Instagram. All you saw were just pretty pictures and Mm -hmm. decorated classrooms and happy teachers smiling in front of their cute decorated desks, you know. And I did the same when I was student teaching. All I did was just pose in front of my cute desk with my cute teacher outfit. And over the years, you know, people's eyes have been open to the struggles that teachers face. And that's been shown on social media. And teachers all over are starting to get more vulnerable and more honest and showing the flip side of teaching, which is not so glamorous. And I just love that. And I love being a part of that. And, you know, by no way are we all saying like, nobody go into teaching because Mm. it's such an amazing and needed profession. We need good teachers. And, you know, there's so many wonderful things about the profession that I talk about and will always speak about on my channel. On my page, but um I really, really love how what big the teacher community is growing and how it's it's evolving as well over the years to be a little bit more real, I would say. And then the other part of your question, <laughs> that's the glamorous side. Mm-hmm. I would say there's definitely, you know, you're always gonna get backlash from people on the internet, but personally I've always said, I'm like, you know what? You can't take it personally when it's someone who doesn't even know you. There's always going to be those trolls on the internet that are just going to come after you just to come after you because they're bored. Mm. And so I have been really, really lucky. I don't get a lot of hate comments and um, people coming after me and attacking me. I would say it's very few and far between. Um, Most of my followers and subscribers are very sweet and positive and encouraging, but it's always out there.
0: Well, I mean, what, I, I guess I'm just wondering, I, I mean, obviously, trolls, a lot of times they don't even really need a reason. And they just say goofy stuff. But what kind of backlash even comes? Do they just, I mean, what, what, what do they even hate on? I, that's what I always just wonder, where the, where the trolls get their, their food.
1: Oh, you'd be surprised. I mean, I've gotten comments about such little things, you know, just about the way I talk or what I'm wearing or what I look like, or just nitpicking like the way I say certain things, you Mm -hmm. know, there's always something that people can comment on. Um, But I would say, you know, people seem to respect teachers a little bit more. I don't get, you know, any hate um, that has ever made me like super upset. So I'm sure mm-hmm. it's out there. And I know some people may have it worse. Um, but like I said, I've, I've been really lucky to not have that many rude people in my comments. And anytime I do, I delete it, or block them. I just I don't even entertain it, honestly.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a good thing for sure. You talked about, you know, the the community growing. I just wonder, obviously, a lot of the the people I've seen in the community are, are, you know, teachers that have probably been in, in the profession less than five years. I, I feel like, you know, just because social media is a lot of times younger people, is there very much of the community? Because I feel like their voice would be a, an interesting one to hear too. Is there very many grizzled teachers, 15, 20 years in it and are on social media talking about kind of the, the whole world of all of it? Or is it mostly just kind of the younger teachers?
1: Um, that's actually a really good question, because it just made me think and I would say, there's definitely experienced teachers, you know, teachers that I've been teaching for, you know, up to 10, you know, years, but it's funny you say that I think what we're lacking in the teacher world is those more experienced teachers. But the thing is, there's not a lot of 56 year old men or women that are starting Instagram pages or YouTube channels, which Mm -hmm. I think they should, you know, maybe um, they don't feel confident because there's not as much in that demographic starting their own social medias. But I I wish we could encourage them to just because we need their viewpoint as well, especially if it's a veteran teacher who's been teaching for 20 plus years. um, Because yeah, I would confidently say a lot of teacher tubers and um, people have Instagram pages are on the younger side, you know, in their 20s, 30s. And that's, you know, Probably like most of what I follow as well. So I'm glad you mentioned that because I really need to start looking for some older, more veteran teachers to follow.
0: Yeah, there you go. Well, it only took I don't know ten questions if find. I'm glad I finally made you think about something. That's <laughs> that's a positive for me. You
1: really just made me think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, I I would I think that would be a, a huge thing if there were people, you know, veterans that are are doing it. Just because obviously, kind of that the younger demographic, the younger teachers that are still kind of in that honeymoon phase, that's that's great. But I feel like just hearing the stories that some of the people that have been at it forever would have to tell, that would be that would be some entertaining content, I feel like.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think we need to encourage all older teachers to start their Instagram pages
0: now. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> if someone's listening to this and they're older, let's do that. Yeah, for sure. Yep. So let's talk about your maybe your transition. You talked about it a little bit. I know you're making a a move and maybe that's kind of accelerated your transition, Um, but Mm -hmm. I know you're maybe transitioning away from teaching and kind of going into social media more as a full-time role. So talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. Like I said, I have been doing social media um, for a few years now, and I would say in the last year and a half, it started becoming a side job for me. I started making income from... YouTube mainly. And I never, ever, ever thought that I would consider it as a full-time job. But over the years, more opportunities have came and it's just kind of flourished into this like dream job for me. It has definitely become more of a full-time job than what I used to call it as my little side gig, um, as it's what I'm focused on all day, every day. And um, when I'm not teaching, that's, you know, all I'm doing is um, just putting energy towards towards my YouTube. And so I think it was about halfway through this school year where I was just feeling the burnout more than ever before when you know it kind of hit me i'm like you know i have another job right now that um makes more money than teaching which i know some people find it really hard to wrap their head around that but social media has provided for me more than my teacher salary which is crazy and insane and sad in a lot of ways yeah. but i came to the realization that i am so happy doing this other job which i had considered a hobby for so many years and i think it's everyone's dream to turn a passion and a hobby into a career right so it's not hard for me to explain to people that that's something that i want to do full time and yeah over the months it it you know it it wasn't just an overnight decision i would say over the course of two or three months it just started weighing on me and it just started feeling like it was something i was meant to do just more drawn to and we had a big move we found out that we were moving to st louis and within this big move I would have had to quit my job either way and start looking for a new one. And so it just seemed like it was meant to be since I had to leave the classroom either way. I wanted to give myself a chance. I wanted to take a chance on myself. And instead of just shooting myself down and saying, oh, no, no, you can't do that just because it's different, it's a different career path. And it's a scarier one, as it's, you know, self employment. But it's something that I'm really excited for, because it is it's going to be a challenge, it's going to be new, it's going to be hard and scary in a lot of ways. But it's just what I have the heart for right now. And to be honest, I think I just need some change after being in the classroom for two years during a pandemic, I need something new. And this is um, my dream job.
0: That's awesome. And I like that you're, you're going for it for sure. I'm happy for you that this, you know, this social media thing is more profitable than teaching, but I'm sad for a lot of teachers that that's the case. So that is, that does stink for sure. And mm-hmm. a, a funny thing too, I didn't, you know, I'm not, not able to obviously follow everything, but I did see one time you did a kind of Q and a with some of your followers. And I it was funny. Somebody asked, I don't think you would be leaving teaching if it wasn't for having social media. Do you think you'd actually be able to do this if you didn't have this other income? It's like, uh, no, duh. I think that's such a weird, weird question that somebody would ask. That's, that's silly.
1: Right. Someone said, would you still be going into social media if you didn't have all these followers? I said, well, Would I be going into social media if I didn't have a social media platform? No, I would not. That, you know, like I know that she didn't mean it in like a rude way, but to me, I'm like, I get these questions all the time. And it's like, guys, just think about it. If you can make some money from something that you love doing, you would do it too.
0: Right. So, talk about, I guess, how, how do you see your content changing? You said that you're kind of transitioning into lifestyle. I think it's good that you. you you kind of did both at the same time. So maybe some of your followers kind of see both. So I'm sure that was was purposeful. Um, But talk Mm -hmm. about what your transition will look like. And then also, I feel like it's just kind of a, I don't know, I I feel like it would have to be approached pretty delicately. And I'm sure you're already doing that. But you already have a lot of teachers that obviously follow you. It just kind of, I I don't know, I feel like it would have to be approached interestingly that, hey, I'm leaving the profession, I've kind of gotten discouraged with it. But Still follow along. I feel like that's, that's a tough one.
1: Oh, it's 100% a risk. And uh, you're not the only person that has asked this or been concerned about this, um, for that exact reason that my platform has been centered around teaching so now you take that out of it what is my platform now like how do you continue on and my thought is that i have always been me on my channel instagram youtube it's always just been me and i've shown every part of me every part of my life and i've always been so open and i that's what i love i just love showing, you know, every part of real raw life with people I've always personally loved watching that. I've always been intrigued with YouTube and watching other people vlogging just their life. And it's always been something I wanted to do. And for the past two years, teaching was my life. So to me, that was authentically what I wanted to show people because that's all I thought about, all I did. And now as my life evolves, I'm not going to stop vlogging and stop showing people. I am actually more inspired and more excited to show people what's to come because everybody goes through phases, nobody stays the same person for, you know, 60, 70 years of their life. And for me, this kind of gave me the idea of just creating a more lifestyle focused channel. And if people like me, for me, they'll stick around. And I'm so lucky to have subscribers that have told me they've commented and, you know, messaged me and said, you know, I am some people say I'm not even a teacher. And I've followed you all these years just for you, or I am a teacher, but I'm sticking around for you not for the teaching content and those are the type of comments that just really encourage me to keep going and I have I'm going to be completely honest and I mean obviously everyone can tell I've lost a lot of followers since announcing that I'm taking a break um, from the classroom and that's not a shock to me. I saw that coming. I prepared for it. I'm, you know, I know that people were following me for my teacher content. So I don't blame them at all for leaving since I'm not providing as much of that for them anymore. Of course, I tell people my page will still always talk about the teaching profession. I always want to be an advocate for teachers and be a place where other teachers, new teachers, can come to for advice and tips. And I'd love to still create videos around the career and around the teaching field. And I've, also not taken off the table that I'll ever go back into the classroom. And I've been very open and honest about that. I think a break could do wonders for someone and getting them the motivation to get back into the classroom. But yeah, it's going to be a big change, but I'm just excited. I have so much coming up with our big move and so many life changes and big just steps in life that I want to document for everybody. And I just hope everybody will want to stick around for me and whether I'm vlogging in the classroom or vlogging at my house or outside or wherever it is um i'm really excited for what's to come because i think just broadening my channel is going to draw a lot more people in since i've had such a niche of teachers for so long which i love i love my teachers but i'm excited to draw other people in to come follow me because i was afraid that maybe posting only teaching stuff was Actually, you know, you know, turning some people away since they weren't interested in the teaching content. So I'm just excited. there's big changes, but I think change can be really good sometimes.
0: absolutely for sure. So tell us you know, you've you've obviously had success in in the influencing world, in the social media world. Somebody who's just trying to get started in it, maybe they're like, she's moving out of this space. I'm gonna just jump in her teaching space. Obviously, there's a lot more people in it than just you. but what uh, what advice do you have to people? Um, who want to get into this world. I'm going to take one off the table because my listeners have heard it a million times from other influencers and it's probably the best advice, but don't say consistency. That's a huge one. I know consistency is huge. So we know that already, but what's some some other advice?
1: Yeah, obviously we know it's important to post often, ob- obviously no one's going to follow you if you're not posting any <laughs> content. Right. Um, but you know, it's funny you ask that because um, something that's hit me in the last month or two as well, because I've gotten so many questions of this asking me, What is the key? How do you become successful in social media? And how do you start? Where do you start? I am uh, planning on starting this summer, which I'm really excited about. I'm planning on starting some one-on-one coaching sessions with Mm -hmm. others that are interested in learning more about the profession, how to get started, or maybe just people that are just intrigued and want to learn more and possibly start their own Instagram page or YouTube channel. And so I am going to be offering that um, just one-on-one mentor sessions or coaching coaching sessions this summer. I will be posting about it um, over on my Instagram and YouTube very soon. So stay tuned if you are at all interested. But I would say just having the heart for it. For me, it wasn't something I got into thinking that it could provide an income for me or become a job. I truly just started it because I loved it. I was excited to post about it. I had heart and passion and people could see that. People will see right through you if -hmm. you're posting just to have a following or just to um, try to make an income. It's going to come across really Disingenuous, And so I would just encourage people just to come across as real raw and authentic as possible, because that's what draws people in. That's what would personally draw me in. And so for me, I am just myself. I'm just going to post every, and trust me, my page is full of like all my raw thoughts. And that draws people in, even though it can be scary being vulnerable and, you know, speaking your mind to the internet with hundreds of 1000 people listening. But um, ultimately, if you're not yourself, people are going to see right through it. So I just say if you have the right heart for it, and you're yourself, and I know that sounds cheesy, but that is truly the only way that you can be successful on social media.
0: No, I I think that's huge, for sure. You know, I've, I've talked kind of in a different world. I've talked to a lot of different people who have became, you know, these these huge viral memes and not a single one of them ever thought, you know, that, hey, I'm going to actually become a meme. They were doing something that they enjoyed. You know, there's a sincerity behind it. People see right through when you're just trying to, trying to do something that, that gets a lot of clicks. So I, I think that's huge that just having that sincerity. And, and guess what? The great thing about having that is, Let's say you don't get the followers. You're still posting about things you love. It's still a fun thing to do. It's not, you know, it's not work if you're enjoying what you're doing.
1: Exactly. And that's why you just, you have to have fun with it. You have to enjoy it. Otherwise you're not going to go anywhere with it.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I asked you kind of surprises about the teaching world. What surprises have you seen kind of in the influencing world, the things that kind of surprise you once you, you had at that level of success, surprising details?
1: Yeah. I, you know, I can't think of like one surprising thing, but I would just say there's a lot of of positives and negatives about being on social media. For me personally, I was kind of surprised by how much you really need to um, kind of manage who you follow and what all you're taking in. And Mm -hmm. for me, I try to only follow people that inspire me and encourage me and, um, You know, you don't have to only follow people that are positive all the time, but it's really important for me to find people that I resonate with um, and not people that kind of bring me down or make me feel bad about myself because it can be really, really hard sometimes when you log on to social media and all you see are all these glamorized lives and um, just tiny pictures of and it. Like you said, it's a highlight reel. And so for me, it's a huge goal of mine to not just be another highlight reel on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, because for me personally, as a consumer, as someone who follows a lot of social media pages and, you know, watches a lot of YouTubers, I've noticed it can be really hard on your mental health when you're constantly, constantly comparing yourself to other people. And as someone who is now in the social media world, I have to make sure that I'm also taking care of my mental health mm. and um, finding a balance, you know, between social media and what I'm posting online, but also living my real life and making mm. sure I'm enjoying my time with family and friends and not constantly comparing myself to this little online world. And that's what I, you know, I encourage other people to just to take a step back and realize, like, hey. Just because i post this pretty picture this one day doesn't mean i wasn't crying an hour later in that day you have no idea what people are actually going through um so i think you'd be surprised by the amount of people that don't show the real raw sides of their life and that can be really hard i think on people who don't think of it that way and they truly think that this person's life is perfect. and then in turn they come back and they say, well what's wrong with my life? What's wrong with me? Why am I not perfect like them? And so um, yeah, I, I just love how people are starting to become a little bit more real and raw on social media. I hope that answered that question. I kind of just went off on a rant
0: there <laughs> No, it did. I, I think that's really really awesome for sure. I've, I've talked to people you know that are, are pretty far into the social media world. And I think what you said about just making sure that you, you know, manage your, your mental health and make sure you, you set aside time for that is huge because I've talked to plenty of people who are talking about burnout and social media too, just because of, you know, the, the rat race of it, you know, the only, the advice I would give to you, um, just based on what I've heard from other people and, you know, it's, is just make sure that you set those, set those boundaries, make sure that you set, you know, your Your personal boundaries, your everything in your life doesn't have to be on social media and don't make your followers sometimes make you feel like, hey, you if you're not telling everything, then you're not genuine when that's not true at all. So I think that's a huge thing.
1: Yeah, you re- I love that word like boundaries. I think that's so, so important. So whether you're starting social media or whether you're consuming social media, I think it's really important to have those boundaries because just the little square on your phone, it's not real life. And I think people need to take a step back sometimes and realize that. And that's coming from someone who loves social media and does it as a job. I still um, have to remind myself to take a step back from it time from time.
0: For sure, for sure. Yeah, so tell us both professionally and personally, Um, you know what what you hope the future holds obviously there's a big transition now which makes the future a little bit less less certain but if we're talking you know five years from now what are you where are you hoping that uh, things are uh, both in, in real life and on that screen.
1: Yeah, I would love to expand in my digital career, I guess you could say. I would love to start a website, a blog. I would love to improve in my um, videography skills and editing skills and just create better content. Because although I've been spending hours and hours and hours um, doing YouTube weekly, I had had a nine to five for the last two years. So I couldn't dedicate as much time as I wanted to to it. And now I feel like I have the time and I'm so excited just to spend all my time creating content and just putting more time, effort, and energy into it and really creating a brand, creating a business out of it. And it's what makes me happy. So ultimately, I just want to be happy. Everyone should have a job that makes them happy, that makes them thrive and excited mm. to get up in the morning. And I know it's mm. cliche and some people think how, but it is possible. And I'm just excited for where things can go. I Like I said, I can't wait to start a coaching business where I can coach and mentor other people who also want to start a career in the social media world because it's possible People get so down on themselves and doubt themselves. And I want to uplift others and share, you know, what I've learned and my knowledge and help them, you know, follow their dreams as well. Cause it's definitely, definitely possible.
0: Yeah. Well, if it's cliche, then I'm all about cliche. Because <laughs> when I, when people sit in my office, you're, you're speaking my language when we, they're trying to figure out what do I want to, what do I want to major in? That's what I say almost daily. Well, let's, let's find something that's not going to make you want to hit snooze 50 times in the morning, something that you're going to enjoy. So I like that a lot. That was professionally. What, what personally do you hope, uh, hope you
1: achieve? Yeah, personally, like I said, I I just want to be happy. Um, I want to be a stay-at-home mom. I want to work from home. I want to show my life. I cannot wait for that chapter Mm -hmm. of my life and show people the real raw reality of working from home, of raising a family at home, um, while also being a career-driven businesswoman. And you can do both. Um, You can have a family. You can have a career. And I am just so excited to take everyone on that journey. journey of just life I can't wait to share my life with everybody
0: awesome so what if people are listening and want to join you on that journey how how can people connect
1: yeah follow me on YouTube it's just Madison Campbell and over on Instagram it's Madison Lee L-E-I-G-H Campbell
0: awesome well it's been a pleasure speaking with you thank you so much
1: thank you so much this was so fun
0: so that was Madison Campbell great guest really appreciate her time learned a lot from her about influencing even though i've i've spoken to i don't know a half dozen maybe more influencers already probably more i continue to learn new things from from each and every one of them you know everyone has their own kind of passion their own drive behind their you know their little globe of of influence their sphere i think that's what draws people to them everyone i've spoken to i've learned something from i've taken a lot away uh, from speaking with them and I and Madison is no different there uh, I learned a ton about the influencing world and that passion I learned a lot about teaching as well you know I am in the education world but not in in uh, you know education when it comes to uh, K through 12 so I, I really appreciated her sharing those experiences those raw experiences those experiences that aren't always you know Rainbows and butterflies, as she said, Uh, you know, I I commend teachers. If you're a teacher and you're listening to this, um, you know, nothing but respect, nothing but appreciation for for what you do. Uh, It's uh, it's an undervalued profession, so I really, really appreciate you, and I know a lot of other people do as well. but yeah, if uh, if you're listening to this and you're not already a follower of, of Madison, go check her out. Whether it's YouTube, whether it's Instagram, go check her out for that teacher content. And then all these new and exciting things that uh, is on the horizon for her now that she's transitioning into kind of more lifestyle content. She gave uh, her connection points. They'll also be in the show notes. So I encourage you to check her out. If you are from Madison's world already already subscribed to her there I hope you'll check us out too definitely will appreciate that uh, whether you listen to some other episodes other teachers i've spoken with the ninety plus other people i've spoken with everything from thing from actors to fbi agents to all kinds of people amazing guests in the past a ton of amazing guests in the future as well so hopefully you'll join me uh... for uh, for some other episodes And uh, check us out on, oh goodness, Facebook, on Instagram, Not in the Huff podcast, oh, uh, Apple, Spotify. Uh, If you would, leave that five-star review. Always appreciate that on Apple and on Spotify. Write a review on Apple. That's even more amazing. So, yeah, I'll quit, uh, quit those personal plugs. I have enough trouble even trying to get it out right then. So I do appreciate you being here. Hope to see you next week. Take it away, Chris. This has been Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff. Thank you for listening. Be sure to join us
1: next time where we will interview another amazing guest who is sure to make you laugh or make you think, or hey, maybe even both. But until then,
0: keep being awesome.